All right, everybody, and welcome to another edition of BB Nation Radio. I'm your host, J-Dub, coming at you live from the Cowboy Technology Studios right here at the end of the Oregon Trail in Oregon City, Oregon. Again, I'm your host, J-Dub, joined in studio by my co-host, the sexy girlfriend, Miss Mariah. Oh, sexy girlfriend! Our resident... Oh, why do I always forget about Every that? Every time. I know, right? So usually you just doing the first part. Anyhow, as well as our outdoor expert and my good buddy and fellow U.S. Army veteran, good old John Toll. Here's Johnny. Sub rookie bitch. And last but not least, the man, the myth, the legend, the voice from the great beyond, our high-tech redneck, good old John. The high-tech for your first time viewers that are tuning in to BB Nation Radio, what we are is the uh, webcast division of Backwoods Veterans. Backwoods Veterans was started by, my, started by myself, uh, nearly 21-year uh, U.S. Army veteran, as well as uh, Oregon Army National Guard. Uh, anyhow, this page is for all the veterans and all the stuff that we do and endure for fun from all eras, all the way from... For those that are still around that fought in the uh, World War II to uh, operations in Iraq, Afghanistan, and beyond. So, yes, that is what we are all about. So, remember to go ahead and go on to our Facebook pages, uh, BB Nation Radio and Backwoods Veterans. Be sure to give us a like and a share, especially on the show. We do appreciate it because without that, without your guys' viewership... BB Nation Radio does not have the success that it does. Also, be sure to go over and check out our main page of BackwoodsVets.com to catch up on the latest and greatest of what we got going on in the BB Nation community. Speaking of everything we have going on in the veteran community, also be sure to check out all the fine and outstanding entertainment that we have here to offer on VRS. Got our friends Justin and Richie over on the World Radio Show Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock Eastern. Immediately followed by Miss Kateri and Sherry over on FemVets. Then on Wednesday nights, you can catch Minnie and crew over there on the VRS bar Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. And Thursdays, you can catch our buddy George, who you just saw over here on the Bear News. You can catch him over there on the Warrior Wallet Thursday nights at 7. Then you have our buddies Athen and crew from its 1700 somewhere Saturday nights at 6 o'clock. And again, Bear News right before us at night. Excuse me, at 9 Eastern. Leroy Jenkins. That's right. Mr. Leroy Jenkins, a.k.a. the HMFIC, good old George Pardos, the Greek bear himself. Uh, and now a uh, quick thank you to our sponsors here on VRS. got Warrior Point, warriorpoint with an E.org. Be sure to go over and check those guys out. They got chapters in all 50 states as well as the U.S. territories, helping reconnect veterans to help maintain the camaraderie built between members during their time in the service. So remember, you are not alone. Go over to Warrior Point, warriorpoint with an E.org. Join today and become part of the uncommon few. Last but not least, here on BB Nation Radio, our main sponsor of Backwoods Veterans, because without Backwoods Veterans, you wouldn't have BB Nation Radio. Uh, got some stuff going on here in the future. We got uh, Guitars for Stars. Coming up this May 25th, it's a Saturday, out here at the Beer Creek Saloon, Beer Creek, Oregon. Going to have uh, some bands out there. Going to be benefiting the Red Circle Foundation. $5 gets you in at the door unless you have your valid military ID or little, your VA card or veteran status or driver's license, whatever. Gets you in for free, the free raffle ticket for a veterans-only drawing at the door, as well as other outstanding items. So we're always looking for sponsors and donors for the event to help 
raise funds for Red Circle. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it has been uh, been a crazy week to say, <laughs> to say the least. The least. Poor guys bit. out there, you know, Midwest and all the way out to the East Coast. You know, I'm sorry, man, but it was like watching Mortal Kombat all over again. Frozality. Sub-Zero wins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those poor guys. Oh, man. I know we were talking to, uh, yeah. I was talking to Justin Snodgrass from Order World Radio Show as well as some of the other hosts uh, back there throughout the week. And he got cold. I know Snodgrass it, was saying it was, what, like negative 15 out of his place? Yeah. Or something well, like that here earlier this week there, uh, there in Cameron, just outside of KC Mo. Yep, yep. And and funny thing was is he had uh, he'd sent that picture over uh, on our uh, network group. Uh, of him all bundled up and everything at work and all that kind of stuff. And so I walked outside at work and the sun was shining and all that. Took, oh, yeah. Took a picture back at him. <laughs> I think, yeah, because you and I both sent one back. I walked out to the helipad there at work. It was like, man, it's almost 60 degrees out here. Summer's coming. Can't tell by looking out the window right now, though. That's for damn sure. You know, talk about it's snow here tonight. Start snowing again. Yeah, John's all excited about it because now he's got a long ride tonight. Or you stay on this side of the mountain tonight. I'm driving home. Ah, brave got, soul. Got to work to do. Brave soul, good sir. So, mm. well, best of luck to you on your venture home this Absolutely. evening after the show. But hey, I'm in studio again. You yeah. are in studio again. We, we we do like to see your face in person. I know. I, I like to see nice your guys' face in person, too. Indeed. So, let's see. Who we got checking in so far here in the feed? Well, we got, again, Justin Snodgrass checking in. We got Froggy MJ. <laughs> What's that, Justin? It says, don't mind the salty guy in the room. I'm just going to sit here and wish Tom Brady would fall off the face of the earth. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk more about that when we get into our Super Bowl coverage here in a little bit. So, uh, But, yeah, other than that, it's been uh, quite the interesting week. Aside from, you know, we had Super Bowl tonight, which, unless you've been living under a rock, yes. New England Patriots won tonight. Got number, Brady got number six. Instead of Cubs win, it's Pats win. Pats win. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it myself, but you know nope. what? It is what it is. So congrats to Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the rest of the New England Patriots on their Super Bowl win. I refuse to say that. You know what, dude? It's part of being, you know, it's part of that sportsmanship thing. It really is. As much as I hate it, and we all know that Josh is a closet Patriots fan, we saw what, what? happened. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, oh yeah. no! Oh no! Oh yeah! No, oh, I just called. I just called this game. The that way- was the only reason I called the game. <laughs> right? We, we were on the bar. Yes, we, we were on the bar earlier on Wednesday, and I was asked for my opinion. I gave my opinion. I said it was going to be New England, and it was going to be under the total points was like fifty one and a half or fifty three and a half. Yeah, something like that. And so I said it was going to be under. And I said it was going to be New England. And you called the spread, too. Well, you tried to call the spread at the three. Did, yeah. Did I say three? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, you blew that one. Well, you know, hey. But two, you got two the under. Three. Yeah, you got the under and you got the uh, the winner. There we go. Yeah, I went one of three. No, I'm I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Thank you very little. <laughs> <laughs> That's not for the looks of things tonight when you're sitting next to your girlfriend cheering on the Pats. Again, I, <laughs> only because of my call. It was funny is that there was I would like never, a, I would never root for them on purpose. Come on, man. dude. There was like a straight stretch for like I want to say like twelve, thirteen plays in a row. Jo- anything would happen <laughs> going New England's way, and Josh was like, "Yes, 
yes! I'm like, you son of a you're, bitch! You're the one that launched <laughs> off the couch and attacked. <laughs> well, you know what, dude? When, when you see somebody that you know is a diehard Cowboys fan that would never in a million years root for freaking the Antichrist, as you know George Pardos would call him, he, and you see him, you see your best friend rooting on the team that he, you know, that he usually despises most, just as much as I do. It's true. Rooting him on, I'm like, how dare you? Well, how dare you, good sir? And, and see if you wouldn't have called my opinion in on the bar. Right? <laughs> we're, sit, we're sitting here and all that, and and you said, oh wait, no, there's one other person here, and he's got to give his opinion. Well, because you're see, sitting there in the background trying to give your opinion. So I was like, fine, you want to give your opinion? Get on the camera, give your opinion. Hey, so see, there you go. You asked for it, you got it. Fair enough. End over Toyota. Hey, oh. he's got to keep the lady happy. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that he didn't start doing that until he moved to the couch and sat right next to her. When that happened, that was when that was when the inner Pats fan really started coming out. And that was when I was just like, oh, dude, you traitor. You traitor. But, again, congrats to New England on their Super Bowl win. I suppose. Tom Brady got six. Now get the hell out. You're done. All right? <laughs> this is the best thing I fucking heard all day. Yeah, retire, dude. We're done with you. Congratulations. He got six. He got the most rings. No Bring one it. cares anymore. Yep. You can't carry them all in one hand anymore. Nope. Got to move on. On to the next. So, anyhow, John, what's up with you, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, still working with the sling on, uh, learning a whole new side of cable, which is crazy. Uh, doing the construction side of things for plant. Hey, uh, hey! Speak, speaking of that, you uh, you came over the mountain again. Did you drag that fiber with you this time? Nope, I sure didn't. <laughs> God, Loser. you did it again. <laughs> you got one more strike before you hit three. Um, I've been doing a lot of a lot more work towards the uh, outdoor segment for you, our wonderful viewers. Um, starting with piece tonight is going to be a little bit different. Um, thank you all for voting on the polls that I've put up so far. Uh, it is much appreciated. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys have any other suggestions, get in touch with me directly at my email at jtola at backwoodsvets.com or uh, hit me up on the message page here on the show. Indeed. Mariah, what's happening with you, girl? Oh, my gosh. It's been a crazy week for me. Um, started out Sunday wasn't too bad. A crazy week of being off work? Yeah. Right? Oh, okay. It was Just off work, but Aww. I stayed very busy. Oh. Um. Tuesday, excuse me, Monday, I was with J-Dub at his doctor's appointments. Tuesday, I helped one of my good friends move up to Everett, Washington from Oregon City, Oregon, <sighs> which it was just her and I that moved all of her stuff. We carried from the second floor down, loaded into the horse trailer. I drove up to Tacoma, Washington, and then J-Dub drove the rest of the way up, thank God. Goodness, he was there because he can actually back a trailer way better than I can. <laughs> yeah, trying to move a crew cab long bed pickup with a three horse, ring and slant bumper pull trailer in an apartment complex. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, driver. And you then her and I unloaded everything and packed it up to a third floor apartment. That was quite entertaining. Got home about 11.30 Tuesday night. J-Job drove all the way back. Pulling the empty trailer. Well, almost empty. <laughs> Had a washer and dryer in it. Hey, it was free. I wasn't going to complain. Yeah, we got that. That was a deal for having to remove. Got back at 1130. Unload the washer and dryer. Got trailer parked everything. And then Wednesday, J-Dub went to work. I went to don't work. remember what I did Wednesday. 
Columbus, <laughs> I don't have to tell anything about my week because Mariah's telling it all right now. Isn't that nice of her? <laughs> I know, right? I don't remember you, you, what I did Wednesday. What did I do Wednesday, Jada? And, and then? Uh, I think you slept in all Couch day. Couch potato? I think I did most of the day. And then? Um, and then Thursday, I was running here, there, and everywhere again. Go on. <laughs> so it's been a running, busy week. Was any of it moist? Uh, moist. Moist? Oh, and moist. then Friday, J-Dub's parents moved their horses. So, helped mom clean up the barn with that stuff. So, yeah, and then now I'm here. Mom, mom says, you slept. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what I did. Called out. I was tired Boom. after moving that much. So, That'll happen. Yeah, busy week. That will happen? That did happen. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God, the bar. So just wondering how many picks worked out tonight, asking for a friend. You want to know how many <laughs> picks worked out? Watch the bar on Wednesday night. Then you'll find out how many picks did tonight. Nice. Nice plug. Yeah, you like that? You I like that like, plug? I do like that. Nice. Good job. Just saying. What What the hell? There's a mouse in here. <laughs> Again? <laughs> God. Sorry. It was usually hard and blow your drums out. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, Josh, you? Well, had some uh, interesting news at work this week that uh, our company had been bought out by a much larger uh, international company. Um, still family owned. It should be a really good thing for us. And uh, so just looking forward to seeing what happens there. Other than that, uh, you know, hung out with the niece and nephew and all that last night and entertained with them. And, and, uh, and then here we are doing the Super Bowl thing today and... And showtime. By God. Yeah, buddy. Daggone diggity. Diggity dang. Well, I don't really have to explain anything else. I mean, I think Mariah pretty well explained it all for me. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that was pretty much pretty much my week. Hey, just because we hung out a lot this week. Yeah. So are you ready for her to go back to work yet? Yes. Okay, yeah, I, I am so ready yes. to go back to work, too. There was no hesitation. I love it. Absolutely not. Yes. I'm ready yes. to go back to work. Thank God. You still got two days left. I want my girlfriend <laughs> to go to back to work, but I've also got to get the screaming bitch out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, to do a sound well, clip for John. I think, what, was the, what was the one John. thing what was the that one happened thing what? last night with you? I was cleaning the horse stall in the barn, and all I know is you started yelling. Do tell. Oh, where I got after... No one wants to hear about me getting after my hound. <laughs> That's something I was not involved in. Because, really? All righty, then. Yeah, moving right along. He just needed a reminder of Yeah, who, who was really is. in charge. Moving right along. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, with that being said, let's move into our Super Bowl wrap-up. And we do not have any soundbite <sighs> ready for that. Don't. Yep. Anyhow, there are Tom sound bites. No. <laughs> no. Yep. Anyhow, so unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure everyone here watched the game, or most of the people here watch the game tonight. New England wins Super Bowl 53, 13 to three. Do we need to take a moment of silence? Yes, we do. 
I suddenly feel like Ben Affleck sitting there next to Henry Cavill talking about uh, Batman versus Superman, just that blank look on his face where he's just like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you know, I, I swear to God, it's plagued us tonight. I'm telling you, it has, man. But, no, like I said, congrats to them. I mean, they had, uh, you know, it was one hell of a knockout. A lot of people say it was a boring game. I don't think it was. In my opinion, but I'm one of those guys where I like watching a good defensive, you know, a good defensive game where it's where it's old school, bring in in the trenches, smash mouth, freaking football. Yeah. And that's a, if that's what you're looking for, that's the type of sport that you're into. Then tonight was a treat on both sides of the, you know both sides of the game. There was uh, you know there was a couple good interceptions. Uh, Tom Brady got sacked. Oh, uh, oh, I got I got plenty of stats right here, my friend. I got I got it all brought up right now. So, oh, yeah. which by the way, uh, on top of that, this was the fewest points through the third quarter scored in the Super Bowl, where it was what still three uh, zero. Yeah, it was three zero through midway through the third quarter until LA finally got on the board with like eight forty. Excuse me, with eight. Oh, it's just. Ugh. Talking about New England winning is making me it, sick. J-Dub? Literally. Any... J-Dub. <laughs> yes. The bar is commenting, are you being salty? I am a little <laughs> bit salty about it. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? It is what it is. So You know what? I, I rather like Inga's comment. Yes. The game sucked. Now move on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's only it. You know, I'm trying to be objective here for once, okay? I'm trying to put bias aside and actually talk about the game. So... I mean, it, it, like I said, it was one of those in the trenches game. But again, you know, what was it? Eight forty six left in the third quarter before L A finally got on the board. Uh, Something like that, yeah, yeah. Before the Rams finally got on the board, tied at three all, and then that was it. Bring in, they hit the fourth quarter, and it was all New England after that. Bring in, they had Sony Michelle, uh, two yard, uh, yeah, two yard touchdown run. And then later on, of course, uh, Goskowski with his 41-yarder. Dude, Michelle had freaking 18 carries, man. Yeah, he had a hell of a game. Uh, At one point, they uh, they had tossed up a stat showing uh, showing his carries were uh, more than the entire uh, yardage of uh, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, Sony Michelle, 18 carries for 94 yards, one touchdown run, averaging 5.2 yards a carry. So in a Super Bowl, that's actually doing pretty good. And, and the biggest thing about it is that a lot of people thought Gurley for uh, for St. Uh, Louis, L.A., was supposed to have a pretty big breakout game to, uh, game today, too. But, I mean, Gurley only got, what, 10 carries for 35 yards for three and a half? Well, most of all that was at the end. Yeah, that was mostly in the second half because he only played, what, two snaps in the entire first half? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't... They didn't get a lot of production out of them, but I will say that there was a lot of plays that I saw in regards to the Rams where it was little mistakes, and it was little mistakes that cost them the game, Mm -hmm. in all honesty, because there were three, you know, what was it, two sacks that uh, Goff got, or he was sacked twice, excuse me, during the first half where he should have thrown it away. And he watched the guys, he watched the New England defense come at him. And he just he didn't throw. He tried to make a play out of it, and he did very big, in my opinion, even though this is his third year in the league, he was making rookie mistakes. But it's his first time on a stage like this. You know, 
LA still, you know, they, they have some veteran leadership, but they're still a very young team. They're not as seasoned as what, you know, uh, going up against New England. I mean, yes, I was rooting for LA to win. My gut was telling me New England was going to pull it off regardless, but, you know, I, I was trying to root for the underdog. You know, I was trying, I was hoping they'd pull off a miracle, but obviously that was not meant to be this year. So, Jared Goff, uh, in his uh, defense, he did go 19 and 38 for 229 yards, even though he did throw a pick. But, you know, on the flip side of the coin, Tom Brady didn't do much better. So, they actually had very comparable numbers. I mean, Tom Brady threw 21 to 35 for 262 yards, and he threw a pick as well, which that was on. The very first pl- uh, very first pass that he made during the game. Yep, that it was. Right out the gate, friggin' Tom Brady threw a friggin' interception. Back in my mind, I'm going, oh, it's going to be one of these kinds of games. Okay, this should be interesting. But then in the fourth quarter when uh, Goff threw that uh, interception, or interception there. Uh, you know, yeah, they were, right they there were at the, the one. Yeah, yeah, they were, uh, they were about the 30-yard line. That was their second attempt to throw it downrange down into the end zone. And uh, the first one got batted away. Second one, friggin' interception. Yeah, exactly. So, but speaking of uh, people getting it thrown to, how about our Super Bowl MVP wide receiver Julian Edelman from the Patriots? That dude, you want to talk about some good numbers put up? I mean, he went out of he was uh, ten receptions out of twelve targets for 141 yards. I mean, he didn't have any picks or, or he didn't have any touchdowns or anything. But just the numbers he put up in that aspect, I mean, you couldn't touch him. I mean, when he was playing, even on man coverage, you know, either in man coverage or the zone, when he got one-on-one with the L.A. defense, every every time uh, Brady was targeting him, he had a good 5, 10 yards between him and the defender Mm -hmm. because he would go right into him, push off, and then he was gone. And then he get another uh, on the average about seven to ten yards after initial contact after he caught the ball. So I mean he was putting up the numbers. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll like this comment from uh, Richie. He says uh, Tom Brady thanked the refs all season for having eyesight like Ray Charles. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna need a bag of popcorn to go through these comments right now. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Inga says no talking about trolling. the game. Hell, watching paint dry would have been more fun. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Waterfall says Edelman had a great game, but you know that's her player, right? Uh, As see, uh, who was it? Minnie said this morning during the uh, sports church, friggin' uh, Wes Welker 2.0 is what he called him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Richie says Ram shit the bed. Uh, Bar says I didn't get a harm from somebody, and then. Uh, See, Red says, what the hell are you ladies talking about? The stupid bowl? Yeah, right. Well, some people think it was dumb. I honestly thought, you know, even, despite the outcome, I thought it was a good game. I thought there were a lot of mistakes that were made on both sides, particularly on L.A. side, that, you know, little details like that are what cost them a game. Yeah. Oh, you mean mistakes like they lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the end result. That's still a mistake. <laughs> That's the biggest mistake of them all. But you know what, though? At least, you know, it's, you know, 
Tom Brady in front of the rest going, bless that ass. Bless that ass. <laughs> so, so let's let's talk about that halftime show, man. What the hell was with the... Uh, with Maroon 5? And... Yeah, with the Adam Levine freaking ripping his shirt off and all oh that my crap, God. man. I, I was just like, He's Whoa. trying to do a throwback to Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, except that Wardrobe one was intentional. Wardrobe malfunction. Uh, who whoever said Janet Jackson's wasn't intentional? Come on now. Fair like, enough. Yeah. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. That, that was Oop, pretty intentional. Nip slip. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> it was a full-on Velcro panel, and it was not a nip slip. No. No. Indeed, yeah. it was not. So, but yeah, that um, I don't know. That was. I, uh, I mean, I I like the I like how they came into it using Little John, you know, doing the whole Pepsi thing and, and all <laughs> with that. Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pepsi isn't okay. It's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, and then they, you know, they fade from the the commercial or whatever, and you know, fade to the field lights, right which into are, the you know, yeah, same you know, same setup, or whatever the mm-hmm. Pepsi logo, and and uh, went into it. So that was uh, <laughs> Minnie says, "Who's got the moves like you? Who's got the more moves like Jagger more than many? <laughs> <laughs> the question is, are we talking sober many or are we talking drunk many? Uh, Richie That's... says Moron 5. Moron 5. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How many people are on the bar? One, two. Oh. No, there's only four. Oh. <laughs> uh, the second on it. How about we talk about something like how much snow we're going to get and how many idiots I get to run off the road tomorrow on the way to work? <laughs> Right. Oh, that's oh, coming no. up. Getting there. How how much snow are we going to get, Red? You can you can be our uh, our, our uh, interim our interim uh, weather forecaster here. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Oh, weatherman. <laughs> weather guy. Right. Weather guy. Yeah, you're the cable guy. He's the weather guy. Right. Weather guy. So I'm guessing many also says uh, Gronk had his final key moments as well. Yep. So yeah, he did. I mean, Gronk, he got what. Uh, out of seven targets, six catches for 87 yards. And there were some key ones, too. So he they, they set him up. I mean, like I said, I'm not taking away for anything that L.A. did. But like I said, they just made too many, uh, too many little mistakes. And New England made him pay for it. Yep. So, and now all I can say is I hope uh, Brady can now hang it up now that he's got his sixth ring and be done. Moving right along. Go away, yeah. you. Yeah. Go away. So, uh, how about those commercials? <laughs> you guys just, like, don't want to talk stats or anything else no. tonight, do you? No. I, I don't think... I think that's part of why this is called a Super Bowl special, is where we talk about the game. That's why we're doing the Super Bowl part. I mean, last I checked, that, that was why. Go ahead. Crickets, crickets. Go ahead. Give me the look. Give me the look. There's a door right there. What look? I'm not (laughs) saying anything. There's a door right there. (laughs) You don't want to run with the program? There's a door. Anyhow, moving right along. Yes, how about those commercials? No, talk your stats. No, no, no. No no one else wants to talk about them. Nobody else wants to hear about it, so I'm done. I'm done. Well, you've got uh, everybody in the comments who pretty much has said that they didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that's... uh, Okay. All right. Fine. Moving right along. Go ahead. First one up, Hyundai. What the elevator guy? Yeah. <laughs> that so, one. Hot tub time machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot time machine. Exactly. You're gonna lose. Yeah. It that was totally. Arm. Yeah. You're no, no. You're gonna lose your arm. Total. If you guys haven't seen Hot Tub Time Machine or 
this Hyundai commercial during the uh, Super Bowl, it actually the guy that was running the elevator he actually played the bellboy, the one armed bellboy from <laughs> Hot Tub Time Machine. So Josh, you're not gonna rape me. I'm not gonna rape you. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was it was pretty funny. The uh, the different levels as they went up, and you know, oh, this is the talk level, you know, and the kid gets off and. And, uh, you know, the, the dad starts having to talk with them. And, oh, even your grandmother does it and stuff like that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, shit, you got it queued up or no? No. Or do no, you not I, have any of these queued up? No, I don't have commercials actually to play out. Oh, gotcha. Okay. We don't play commercials out. Fair enough. Well, I figure, you know yeah. what? Hey, doesn't hurt to show a clip from the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we don't. You know, with the the game ending when it did and all that, I didn't have any time. Didn't to, have time to download it. Fair <laughs> enough. Clips. So fair enough. So there was that one. There was the uh, the T Mobile, uh, the uh, <laughs> texting with, the texting with dad deal. There was and, that one. I thought or, the uh, texting with the girlfriend. The texting one with was. the girlfriend. Excuse me. Yeah, the texting with the girlfriend one. And that, that one was. That is so not us. Oh J-Dub. no, that was accurate. <laughs> Pardon the language, but yeah, that was accurate as fuck. I'm not no. even gonna lie. Because of the simple fact is that there was like a year straight stretch where it was like every other night or every second night, hey, what do you want to do for dinner? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Freaking, we'll stay in. We'll fix them. Well, I'm hungry for sushi. We just had sushi like two days. But I want sushi again. Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. We'll go get sushi. Two days later, I'm hungry for sushi. Are you kidding me right now? Really? And all it was was sushi. Sushi, sushi, sushi. When, uh, when, When water and I... First, uh, started seeing each other and all that. You know, she, of course, she told me how much she liked sushi and everything. And I'm like, yeah, you think you're going to drag me to a sushi place, don't you? She's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, we haven't gone yet, so just saying. I think I've only seen High Tech in a sushi bar once, and he didn't eat anything. He sat there. No, he did. I've, I've seen Josh in a sushi bar. He and I have gone to sushi when bars before. you and I went, and he met us there. He didn't eat anything, though. That's the only time I've seen him in a sushi bar. Uh, well, he didn't eat, like, sushi sushi. He ate, like, pot stickers and egg rolls and shit. Yeah, something like that. I think but that I, doesn't really I think qualify I'd as sushi. I, although I have gone and eaten, eaten sushi oh, uh, yeah. a couple times. Yeah, you and times. I have gone a couple times. Yeah, a couple times. But not not very gone. often. Definitely see, not without my, me. Gosh. Definitely not my favorite. Uh, uh, this would have been well before you and I hooked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely not my uh, my favorite thing. Egg roll? Egg roll. Egg roll. Shrimp fried rice. Shrimp fried rice. <laughs> Fry this, you prick. <laughs> oh, hello. Sorry, not trying to be, uh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> not trying to throw the race card out there or anything, so. Uh. Oh, round night! <laughs> <laughs> I will yes. never forget that night either. Wow. <sighs> uh, yeah, so let's see. Um, let, there was the Amazon Alexa commercial. <laughs> that, oh that my was gosh! Really <laughs> with the with the barking dog at Harrison Ford. <laughs> I'm not paying for any of that. <laughs> I'm not no more dog food. The, the dogs in there barking, and every time, yeah. So the whole commercial was premised around uh, Amazon Alexa <laughs> devices that didn't make the cut. And so they were talking about how they've got Amazon Alexa in this microwave or whatever. But here are these other ones we did, and uh, one of them was. Uh, uh, a toothbrush, an Amazon Alexa, you know, powered toothbrush, whatever. But as soon as you, you know, you'd put it in your mouth, brushing your teeth, you know, the sound would. You know, oh yeah, with Forrest Whitaker on yeah, there. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Play my podcast. <laughs> and uh, and then it goes over to Harrison Ford, and his dog barks. <laughs> he's got this Amazon Alexa collar, and it, and it goes ordering, order, dog ordering dog food. Bark, ordering dog food. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Bark, 
ordering gravy. Yeah, ordering <laughs> sausage. <laughs> and a whole pallet of dog food shows up, and Harrison Ford's like, I'm not talking to you. Anymore. Yep. <laughs> that was a good one. And he it, says, the Bud Bowl. Yes, dude, I miss the Bud Bowl. Yeah, the I miss it this year. The fridge. The fr- no. Or, yeah. They haven't done that for years. But you oh, remember no. it was Bud and Bud Light? Yes. Yeah. So, as kids... That was our favorite part of the Super Bowl to watch. Yep. That was our absolute favorite part of the Super Bowl to watch is, is who was going to win the Bud Bowl. Here's another Here's another good commercial from uh, tonight, too, was the, uh, where he had all the Hall of Famers yeah, sitting oh, back yeah. at a banquet dinner. Yep. From, you know, the 100-year the special for commercial special for the NFL. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. The, uh, what was it? There was another one I saw. Oh, the Budweiser commercial from... Uh, well, Richie Redneck Pimp is trying to chime in there with, you know, that one was, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it had a Dalmatian and it zoomed out with the with the Clydesdales and everything else. It really wasn't anything spectacular like what like, it has been years past. Yeah, I was kind of like, but he kind of dropped the ball. He did talk about the first responders commercial though. Yes, the first responders mm-hmm. commercials that they had those those were those were neat. good. Those were pretty neat ones. I got those say. were what? Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah, they were pretty neat. They were pretty neat. How neat is that? Yeah. That's pretty neat. <laughs> so, no, those were good. Uh, so, all right. So oh, wait. No, 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 no. We, we got, got one more we got, we no, got was, to talk about. No, there was no yes. more. There oh, was yeah, no there, more. The Tony Romo no. commercial. Yes. We, no. Yes. We, nobody yes. wants to hear about Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to hear about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tony it. Romo tried to have everything so easy. <laughs> have it all freaking headed to him. And then the last the last thing you see is him making a putt into a freaking... Uh, crater. Yeah, yeah, into a crater versus an actual fucking T-hole. Yeah, you know, it is. You know, I'm yeah. surprised he didn't break his collarbone on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on his slip-on sketches. Kind of funny. He had the uh, uh, machine to uh, throw the tennis ball for the dog wherever. He's like, go Romo mode. Yeah, Romo mode. (laughs) Shouldn't that have been an interception to another dog? Oh, Oh, that would have been a good one. (laughs) That would have been priceless. (laughs) That would have been the the sealer right there. It would have been great. Oh, yeah. uh, Any other commercials that you guys liked? Or disliked or anything else like that. Well, those are the ones that you know the the Marvel. The, you know we had the Marvel movie yes! deals and stuff like oh, that, yeah. which I don't really necessarily would rate on the commercial scale necessarily because they're just a movie promo. But you know it was good to see the uh, the Captain Marvel and the uh, Endgame and yeah uh, how they kicked out a new trailer for Avengers Endgame. That one was pretty I cool. Can't wait for that. And this one was actually the best part about this one is that you actually seen Cap with a shield again. Right, but but here's the thing: When was the last time we saw Captain America with his shield in the Marvel universe? Uh, the when, end of Civil War. Yeah, when when he Iron drove Man. it right into Iron Man's yeah. freaking chest yep. plate. Yeah, and he picked it up, went to walk off a Winter Soldier, and Tony Stark told him that he didn't deserve it; it wasn't his, and he dropped it. It was just like, fine, mic drop. I'm done. I was glad. Forget you. It. I kind of agree with Tony on that one. But that's a that's a, whole, that's a whole other that's a whole other that's show. a whole other topic for that's another other show. show. Well, well, you know what? I tell you what. When Endgame comes out, we'll go and we'll go see Endgame, and then we'll have a big MCU freaking chit chat. I think that'd be go. I yeah. think that'd be a that's good topic of discussion. Yeah, absolutely. So because sure. we could go, that's a show we could do in just of itself. So yeah, for sure, Richie says, congrats to Tony Romo. 
first time at the Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you my bastard. God. You had to say it. Oh, you had I to. saw that. Yeah, oh. Tony Robo's the first cowboy to make it to her Super Bowls. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> the dagger's coming out of high tech's eyes right now at you, Richie. I hate you guys. Sad thing is, they were both announcers. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, the poor cowboys. Uh, oh, that's that's so wonderful. Good times as always. Yeah, and he says that trailer was good. I can't wait to see the new Marvel movies this this year. Well, because you know we got you know they showed the one for Avengers Endgame, yep. and then they finally showed a actual decent one for Captain Marvel. Yeah, because that one comes out in March. That comes out shit March eighth, I think. is yeah. what it was right. Comes out in just over a month. So, which that one we will definitely have to go see before we go see Endgame. And then, however, I do have one boo against Marvel right now because there's another trailer that they dropped, but I think they should have waited until after Endgame was released to drop the trailer for this one. And that was uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home. That one they should have waited on. But that's just my opinion. So, (laughs) pimping ain't easy. That's right. That's right, Rich. That's right. So, but... That's what I got on that stuff. I mean, anything else anyone wants to get off their chest? Any hate and discontent for for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick like what I have and a few other people? Fuck Tom. <laughs> oh! Wow! Tell us how you really feel. Right? Exactly. So now with that being said, we're time is now 8.38. What do you say we get into the outdoors with Mr. John? This outdoor segment is brought to you in part by Backwoods Veterans. And now for your outdoor expert and host. Here's Johnny. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. All right. What is up, PV Nation? Today for our show, if you haven't figured it out already from watching the entry clip, uh, we have a series of stories all about snowboarding today um i have listened to some of the results that you guys have given me on the polls and that is one of the overwhelming results of what you guys want to hear so far so with that we're going to get right into it um our first story comes to us from gearpatrol.com uh it is the 10 best snowboards of 2019 um it's a bit of a long story so i condensed it down to my top five picks out of it um and with that we'll get right into it uh the Top one on the list is the editor's choice is the LibTech T-Rice Orca. Hey, real uh, quick. These are the picks you sent, right? Yes. That's yeah. That's the first one right there. Okay. So the first choice is the LibTech T-Rice Orca. Uh, the movement of short and fat snowboards is a few years old. Big companies like K2 did a great job kicking off the volume shift movement that lopped off a few centimeters from board length and added it to the width. The new Orca brings volume shift movement home available in three sizes the 147 153 and 159 centimeter the waist of the orca is thick at 26.7 centimeters with two longer models uh, and 25.7 centimeters for the 147 the width makes it great for the powder and a solid choice for guys with big feet because toe drag sucks uh, That's what she said. it does <laughs> and that is exactly what she said um Anyways, 
But it eliminates the toe drag issue, but it's not so wide that you can't just spend a day ripping on groomers like there's no tomorrow. One of six T-Rise Pro models, the Orca is great for short, slashy turns and is also fun in tight trees. Whether they're filled with fresh snow or skeet out. Um, it has the Magna Traction, which is one of the boards uh, different than similar decks. Each side of the board has seven serrations, so when you're scraping on hard pack or on ice, the board is a little bit more edge control to help bite into the trail. But it helps. It does help. <laughs> <laughs> but it so um, does help. It's a very usable board. I like LibTech. LibTech's a good brand. Um, they've been a major industry um, board company for a long, long time now. Um, it is available now in 2019, and it retails for about 600 bucks. Giggity. So, 600 bones actually isn't that bad for a board uh, like For a that. deck, no. That's actually that's a pretty fair price. Uh, considering some of the pro models out there, you can spend well up to $1,000 just for the deck. Easily. So uh, do they have uh, this board available for rent? What? Um, actually, yes. So Bachelor, I know, has K2 rentals. They do K2 and Burton. Um, I believe Meadows does K2 rentals. Mm -hmm. So uh, you just kind of have to check around as far as the resort that you're going to if you're going to rent gear. Yeah. Um, Froggy MJ says one issue with women's boards is toe drag, narrower board. Their women's boards are notorious for being narrow. Um, so a, a lot of some of the industry is moving towards more unisex boards as far as uh, width goes for um, your your foot placement and your binding placement. So. Um, next we'll move on to the K2, the K2 broadcast, which is the one best budget snowboard for the year. Uh, when it comes to the budget boards, there are, there's not a huge difference between entry level and pro level. Most companies, entry level boards started around 400 to 450 bucks and max out around 600. Sure. There are brands that cost a thousand and more, but unless it's a custom hello, Franco snow shapes, uh, the qualitative upgrades once you head north of the 600 mark are incremental at best. So you don't once you start getting into that thousand range, you're not getting more board. Basically, you're just fine tuning things from there. Um, the broadcast is a new free ride shape from the folks at K2, a company that has been making skis for decades and was one of the first to embrace the fat ski movement for powder skis. Uh, the broadcast is one of our favorite free ride boards for 2019. The fact that it's about 200 bucks less than some similar boards is just gravy. It's um, gravy, baby. It is a directional hybrid shape. Uh, lends more on the camber than reverse camber, making the broadcast incredibly responsive. Best for riders who are intermediate and above. The broadcast loves being ridden fast. Yes, go ahead. Insert pun. <laughs> <laughs> and that camber ensures that the deck has plenty of pop. Uh, get this board if you have taste for craft beer, but on a PBR budget. <laughs> <laughs> it is available now for 450 bucks. Uh, I love K2. K2 is a great manufacturer. I have a K2 board. Um, I also have a, my new GNU Monster board, which is amazing. But K2 cool makes story, a bro. solid, solid product, and uh, you can't go wrong with them. Great company. All uh, right. Next, we'll go with uh, best park board for the year is the my current writing board is uh, a GNU uh, Headspace. Although pro models are few and far between these days, the Headspace is one of two pro models uh, for Forrest Bailey, like fellow 
Mervyn athlete Jamie Lynn Bailey is an artist and his handiwork adorns the freestyle deck. Available in four sizes, the headspace is asymmetrical, a design approach that GNU has been pursuing for years. Uh, the thought is designed differently to optimize each type of turn, deeper side cut on the heel side and more shallow on the toe side. Uh, the headspace includes a hybrid camber with mellow rocker in between the feet and camber in front and behind the bindings with soft flex. The board doesn't beat you up in crappy conditions and a core that is a combination of sustainability harvested aspen and Paulowina wood delivers plenty of pop. It's also a great deal at 450 bucks and almost won our best budget board contest. Um, so you'll have a few more bucks left over for those $12 beers on the mountain. Giggity. Because beer is expensive on the mountain. So uh, Froggy MJ wanted to know if you're going to be talking about bindings. Um, that maybe next week. I can do an week? entire piece on bindings. Um, Might be a good story for next week. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, certainly that, would be. We can definitely commit to that. I can anything we'll, we'll make on it that? a twofer. I'll say anything you want to touch base on it real quick. Anything you can... Uh... So bindings, bindings is really... it's It really is up to the writer and what is comfortable for you. Um, more or less, you just got to try things out and see what, see what's comfortable, see what kind of bindings fit your boots, right? See what bindings fit the board, right? You got to play with your stance. You can't just, the worst thing you could do is go to a pro shop and say, Hey, set my board up as a stock board, because then it's not, you're not fine tuning it to your stance, how you stand on the board. You need to fine tune it to how you stand. That's why there's a bolt pattern that allows you to fine tune those adjustments. Um, it depends on what you're, what kind of riding you're doing, whether you're a free rider, whether you're a park rider, whether you're a backcountry rider, that's going to dictate your stance. Hey, ga gas, grass, or ass, no one rides for free. <laughs> Say right. backdoor rider? <laughs> no, not backdoor rider. <laughs> that, was, that was last week when we were talking about shot show shotguns, remember? Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> and you look in backdoor, it, it's it's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, Froggy, if you want, um, get in touch with me on on the show feed or on my email and I can, I can yak your ear off all day about this stuff. Literally, and this is something I've been doing for a long, long time. What email is that? It is jtoll at backwoodsbets.com. All right. What else you got? Froggy, so, Froggy says she's still riding her switch. She rides switch. She's still she says, riding I'm her still switch. Riding my switch. I'm right. assuming that's her brand of board. Okay. I, I sorry. I wasn't, I didn't have the live feed up cause I'm, Using my production template. Writing uh -huh. um, my switch. No. Squirrel! That's not a, it's not a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> but like I said, get in touch with me. We will go in depth over some of that stuff for sure. Um, so moving along to the uh, next last two boards, uh, best all mountain board, um, which is another style of writing. Literally, this board is like a one quiver board. It allows you to ride pretty much anywhere on the mountain. Um, it is the Ride Mountain Pig. Yeah, they come up with some pretty fun names. Switch Bars. bindings, by the way. Spider oh, pig. Switch bindings. Spider Pig. Does I don't think I've ever messed with <laughs> That is what we they should use for their marketing He's a pig. campaign. For Look out, <laughs> he is a spider pig. <laughs> but, uh, so, right off the bat, it says, don't click on the link because the branding on this deck is gross. But the board, even with its poor advertising, is a great all-around mountain machine. 
Um, few boards look like the mountain pig thanks to a half moon tail and a blunt nose and an aesthetic that's mostly monochromatic with a hint of natural wood. Got wood. <laughs> uh, the hybrid camber that's board is one of the stiffest we've tested. Uh, built for riding fast and taking chances. Uh, there's some rocker at the nose that keeps the front above the snow on powder days. Camber on the tail section of the board helps you keep an edge when the snow is less than ideal. Just don't ride in those conditions. It's terrible. You beat yourself up. Um, the bigger... Then you end up looking like John. Yeah. You end up, you end <laughs> nope. up in a sling. Nope. Um, so the, the big, the big yep. brother to rides park board, the war pig, the mountain pig, urethane edges, knock down the chatter when riding through rough snow, known as chunder. All that's to say that this deck for lazy and mellow intermediate runs. The Mountain Pig is built for riding hard and fast. Go ahead, insert pun. <laughs> I said <That's> insert. Said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that's not your get down, this ain't the board for you. But if you like riding each run like it might be your last, give this board a shot. Whoa. It is available now for 580 bucks. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So last but not least, we have Best Snowboard for Advanced Riders. It is the Arbor Brian Iguchi Pro Model Camber. You didn't send me that one. What's that? You didn't send me that one. Don't! It should have been in there. It wasn't. Great. So actually, uh, we'll just I'll put that up on the show page for you guys because it kind of defeats the purpose. So, right. Um, <laughs> moving <laughs> right along. The whore! <laughs> right? So... Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a fascinating world getting into snowboards. Like, I could literally do a full show-length piece on snowboards alone. Um, but I don't want to do that. If you guys want to know more about boards, drop me an email. Um, second story and last one uh, is uh, an original piece by myself. Um, it is my top three picks for ski and snow resorts for 2019. Would you like to know more? <laughs> Now, the question is, is that like for here in the Northwest, or is that nationwide? No, it is across the West Coast, because I haven't been to any East Coast resorts yet. Fair enough. So, And most of the good resorts, sorry, you East Coasters, are here on the West Side. Of Nothing the good comes from the East Coast anyways. <laughs> so the first one, um, <laughs> my top pick, I'm kind of biased in this, because I've been riding there since I was a little kid, and I've also worked there in a couple different capacities, is going to be Mount Hood Meadows. Um, I love Meadows. Yeah, Meadows is amazing. <laughs> this mountain has something to offer for every rider or skier, from mellow green runs to epic double black diamond lift accessible back and side country runs. Um, it's Meadows is an amazing place. It's It's got a little bit of everything for everyone. The one downside is we're plagued by what's called the Cascade Cement, which is yeah. when we get wet snow. Um it's not the greatest because it's a little moist, Mariah. <laughs> moist. I so want Moist. <laughs> moist. That's what she said. You are so lucky I looked at you remembered you had your sling on. So uh, Mount Hood Meadows offers some of the most spectacular skiing and snowboarding in the Northwest. The resort is close to Portland, just 90 minutes away, but delivers a big mountain experience that you'd expect to travel much further away to enjoy. Mount Hood Meadows Ski Resort operates on a special use permit with the Mount Hood National Forest. And the resort sprawls across Mount Hood's southeast flank, 
<laughs> what is so funny? Oh, Froggy MG, I love you. You are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was moist Friday night. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Uh, well played, my dear. Well played. So, uh, where, where was I? Um, you can't even talk. It sits on... It sits on Mount Hood's southwest flank, the sunny, wind-protected side of Mount Hood. Meadows, playful terrain welcomes challenges at all levels of skiers and snowboarders. Uh, they have huge mountain uh, with terrain for huge. everyone. It's freaking huge. huge. Freaking huge. Um, magnificent, magnificent views and snowfall beyond belief. Our entire, the entire staff is committed to providing you with a truly memorable and unique experience. Uh, that is Mount Hood Meadows. Uh, from the steeps of the frontside bowls to the gentle slopes of the beginner runs, Mount Hood Meadows terrain is known for its diversity and playfulness. Voted by Oregonians for having the best cruising intermediate terrain of, in the state. Meadows offers more than 2,150 acres of pure enjoyment, rising to its highest lift ser served elevation of 7,300 feet. You'll feel like you're on top of the world as you take in pan panoramic views to the east and south. Legendary Heather Canyon, which is one of my favorite places in the world, is like its own separate ski area. Endlessly steep pitches and powder into the spectacular canyons. There is an additional 1,700 feet of vertical feet hikers who want to drop in off the double blacks of Super Bowl above Heather. Um, bringing the total vertical available run to almost 4,500 feet, which is pretty epic. Um, access gates expert only into private reserve and search and rescue cliffs provide extremely challenging pulse pounding gladed trails with cliff outcroppings. Those searching for more open bowls of elk and yoda will be rewarded with epic runs and an experience you'll long remember and brag about with 11 lifts, including five high speed quads. Uh, the entire 20, 2150 acres of skiable terrain is easily accessed. When does it not sound good? Giggity giggity. Giggity good. Well, Stick Josh out. has been to Meadows, so I have. And you Justin, know, you've been to Meadows too. Right? Yes, sir. It it really is great. You know, um, I, matter of fact, I actually learned to ski at Meadows. Yep. Uh, on my own, <clears throat> didn't have a you know instructor or anything like that. Just went and rented some skis and got out there. Got and, after it. Yeah. <laughs> Here just, we go. Just did it. And, Tips uh, down. Tips freaking down. <laughs> exactly. So you know, there's a there's a lot of things I uh, definitely had to. Uh, uh, learn, you know, get a few bumps and bruises and whatnot to uh, figure it out. But uh, yeah. you know, the great part was is is you take that, uh, you take those lifts up, and you know you could go on any level of difficulty oh, yeah. run that you want to go on, right? <clears throat> so you know, obviously, I started with the you know with the smaller runs and all that. You know, <clears throat> the uh, butterfly, butterfly, right? Uh, Buttercup. Buttercup, thank you. Buttercup. Oh, my it's, God. I haven't heard that trail name in a while. It's, it's been a day or two since I've been up there yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, man. And, and then my brother, he'd snowboard. And uh, so two of us would go up there together and, and you know, ride down. Man, it was just so great. You know, I went over across the across the way over to that uh, to the ski bowl. Right. And, I mean, it was all right. But the I don't know. The bowl, you mean? Yeah, pretty much. Right. That's that's. Pretty much how I felt. Last about time it. I went there was with Fitzgerald, actually. Oh, with uh, our co-founder Backwoods yeah. Veterans, huh? Um, and it was like playing freaking pinball with all the beginners that were there. I, I was <laughs> my damn mind. I got I like so many people almost ran into me, and I I yeah I was like I've had enough of this. Um, 
yeah, if you're going to go check out Meadows, I highly recommend taking a weekend to do it or more because you, it's pretty much impossible to see all that Meadows has to offer in one day. Did I tell you I also learned or that I, uh, when I went up there to learn, I did it at night? Oh, you did it at night? Yeah. Was it storming or was it nice? Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't too <laughs> yeah. bad. It wasn't too bad. It was a little foggy, right. you know, and all that, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't really too bad. Uh, I think the second time I went up there, uh, then it, you know we started to have a little bit of ice storm and whatnot coming right. down, you know, and all that. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, you, you just the conditions change up there so much. You oh, pretty much can experience everything. Oh, absolutely. You know, in in an afternoon or in a day, you know, it, it's within a switch. I mean, it really is. It could go from. You know, whiteout conditions one minute, and next thing you know, it's you know it's early spring. You know, five minutes later, where the sun's out and it's bringing forty, almost fifty degrees up there, and you're spring skiing at that point in time. Oh yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, I I love Meadows. Like I said, I I have bias for it. I've you know been skiing there for a long time, and I've worked up there both in lift ops and patrol, and it's I. I love it up there. If it wasn't for the fact that pay in the ski industry is so terrible, I'd probably still be doing it, honestly. Right. Um, just because it's a, it's it's a great great place to go ride. Um, anyways, moving right along to the next one. Yes. Uh, my number two pick is Park City, Utah. Ooh. Um, so wow. over the years, I've gotten to spend some good quality time snowbombing up there, uh, or I should say down there. Yeah. Because it's below us. Um. It is an awesome resort. Um, They have endless, endless, endless amounts of terrain. And some of the driest powder that I've actually ridden in, uh, to be honest, um, barring when I finally get to my number three pick. Um, But, you know, I would highly recommend this resort uh, for anyone aspiring to snow, to any of our aspiring snow bums or snow bunnies out there. Put it on your bucket list. It's a great place to go. Um, and if you can't take my word for it, check out their website um, and the terrain maps that they have. It's amazing. Um, or better yet, plan a trip and go ride it yourself. Um, anyways, Park City, Utah was incorporated as a city in 1884. The mountain's abundant silver veins attracted adventurers from around the world in the late 1860s. However, with failing mineral prices in the 1930s, the booming years ended and residents began mining the treasure on the mountains, discovering what would later be called the greatest snow on earth. In 2002, Park City became a field of dreams for athletes at the Winter Olympic Games. Park City Mountain hosted four events and six of the 10 U.S. ski and snowboard team medals. Were I was won just going to ask about that. Is this where they had the uh, Winter Olympics when they were doing it? Well, down the Winter Salt Olympics Lake? were, were in. Um, we're in Salt Lake. We're in Salt Lake, but all the ski and snowboard events were held at Park City. Yeah, which is literally a stone's throw from yeah, Salt Lake. Right down the road mm-hmm. from Salt Lake. Yeah. So, um, like I said, six of the ten U.S. and ski snowboard team medals were won on that mountain. Um, today, Park City is a unique blend of uh, new and old with remnants of its history still scattered across the mountain with 7,300 acres and 348 trails. Grooming at Park City is no small feat. Around 40 snowcats spread out across the resort over the course of two shifts per night to groom over 120 trails into the amazing corduroy that you get to see in the morning. 
nice. If you guys have the opportunity to get out there, please do. It's an amazing resort. I love that place. Um, it is a little bit more on the spendy side, I will say. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into the prices of that, first of all, because I don't have them with me. But it is an amazing place to go. Take a take a week weekend trip or something like that out there and just check it out for yourself. I tell you what, you, you talk about it. you know you talk about some of these places to go skiing and stuff. I don't know if these <laughs> made your list at all, uh, but Minnie and I were actually just talking down here in the comments here a little bit ago. A uh, couple places too that actually one of which I hold near and dear to my heart was actually uh, a resort down Colorado way where I actually finally got to learn all over again how to ski i mean while i was younger i learned how to ski up at meadows but as far as like you know i got out of it for quite a while but where i finally picked it back up again was in uh breckenridge was a resort up there or down there i should say and i mean dude the lodge and it wasn't that expensive either you know you would think you know skiing in the high country colorado would be a little bit spendy but breckenridge wolf creek you know, those areas down there actually aren't that bad. You know, you don't start getting spinny till you get over, you know, western Colorado where you get just outside of Grand Junction or, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, up in like Aspen per se. You know, Absolutely. Beaver Creek, you know, out in those, you know, up towards those resorts and stuff. Those are the spinny ones. That's where your Hollywood Elite goes. But, Aspen, Vail. Yeah. I've been to Vail once. Yeah, I've been I to Vail. Vail was terrible, honestly. Yeah, Vail wasn't all that good. Aspen, honestly, Aspen to me was overrated. It really was. That's what I've heard. I, I've never had the money or the care to really go to Aspen. But if um, you want good quality Colorado skiing, go like I said, hit up Breckenridge or Wolf Creek, dude. Breck, and the Breck prices aren't place. that bad. No, I, I've heard that about Breck. Um, it's definitely been on my bucket list. I haven't done do it anything aside from Vail in Colorado yet. But, I can't uh, say anything about skiing because I've never tried. <laughs> so well, you're you're gonna well, try here in the near future if I can get. Uh, <laughs> technically, yes. No you high did. tech. No, you already no. did. Technically, no. Oh, pretty sure. No. <laughs> but as soon as I get my arm out of this chicken wing brace, you you go you go and learn. Tried oh, to get more snap. skis because we gonna be anything. doing a BV because I've always been oh, afraid God. that my feet are just going to go this way and I'm gonna We're gonna be doing a BV ski trip. That's I have my, a feeling that I'm gonna have goal. the guys one on each side of me going, okay, you could do this, and just like pulling me along. So <laughs> That's here, what I envision. Here, here's a problem with, with you trying to ski, is that your spurs aren't gonna fit on your ski <laughs> <skateboard, okay? laughs> Right? No, better yet, I say we get her on a on a uh, single. We put her on a snowboard. That way when she goes a freaking heel cut or whatever else, she's going to be dragging her spurs through the freaking <laughs> snow. I would not wear a spurs for <laughs> Oh, that. bullshit. You would, too. Are they nope. on right now? Not right now, exactly. but, I mean, which I've, is surprising. I mean, I wore my spurs white water rafting. So. That is true. You did. That but, was I, actually I, I, impressive. White water rodeo, right? You know, That's right. <laughs> and oh. he did put a hole in the raft. That was even more impressive. I did not. No, I said, and you didn't. Oh. And, you know, all three of you guys have skied or snowboard or whatever. I have not even had the guts to even try it. Right. You hadn't even been out of Oregon until we went to... Yes, uh, I have. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Washington doesn't count. Minnesota? (laughs) That's just a suburb North Dakota? Okay, fair enough. North Dakota? North Dakota, eh? You still didn't know how to pump your own gas, though. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I didn't have to pump my own gas when we went up to Washington either, because J-Dub did it for us. (laughs) Uh, I believe that was diesel. Yes, Yes, diesel. Fuel. So <laughs> many ski, ski board bum central, damn near Shangri-La. 
is. <laughs> Moving on to John with John's. Yeah, story. what do you got so, for your next one? Last one. Uh, my third and last pick is the famous and awesome Grand Targhee Ski Resort in Alta, Wyoming. Uh, you guys might be asking, hey, John, if this resort is so awesome, why is it my last pick? Well, that's why it's his last pick. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's because I haven't been there yet. And it's been on my bucket <laughs> list for about 10 years, and I haven't been able to make it out there. Hey, I you, really want to, but I, I can't give you, you a... Hey, I know you somebody know, who's... You know, you know it's just that way, right? I know somebody who's way. moving to Wyoming. Hey, I so. have a glorious idea. How about we do this? So, we make a trip down to Wyoming, okay? Mm-hmm. We put in for our tags down there. We spend half the time hunting, and then once we all get our tags filled, we take Mariah up to these uh, this ski place that you're talking about, this Grand resort thing. Yeah. Or, or you Grand can just Targi's drop amazing. me off with my best friend, and you guys can have a no, weekend. No, because you're going to get on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take you up on the mountain, too. So And leave you there. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just call my BS. Everything that I've heard about this resort and this place... From my friends that have all been there, I've had a couple co-workers in the Forest Service that actually lived there, and that's what they did in the wintertime is they worked at Targi. This place is just sounds absolutely amazing. Um, Grand Targi Ski Resort is a year-round mountain resort situated in the western slope of the Tetons in Alta, Wyoming. Located in the Caribou Targi National Forest, the abundance of light powder snow more than 500 inches annually. Say that last part again. 500 inches annually. Damn. Yeah. And lack of lift lines in the winter and unbeatable single track and downhill biking amid spectacular views in the summer <laughs> creates an adventure lover's paradise. Grand Targi Resort is continually recognized for its great snow, unparalleled mount- mountain biking, genuine western hospitality, scenic beauty, excellent value, and commitment to sustainability. Um, going over some of the mountain statistics real quick. Total acreage is 2,602 acres. Annual average snowfall is 500 plus inches. For those of you that don't know what that converts into in feet, it is 41 plus feet of snow. I'm glad you converted that um, first. Vertical drop is 2,270 feet. <laughs> Base area elevation is 7,851 feet. Number of lifts that it has total is five. Um, it has technically three mountain peaks, which you're going to get a kick out of some of these names here in a minute. You have Fred's Mountain, which has 2,176 feet of vertical drop, three quad chairs, one high speed, and one magic cart conveyor lift. Uh, 10% on the easier runs, 70% more difficult, and 20% most difficult. Um, Summit elevation is 9,862 feet. Longest run at the resort is 2.7 miles to Vista Traverse. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's a beast. Um, then you have Peaked Mountain, which sits at uh, 2180. You say uh, you have Peaked Mountain? Peaked. Peaked. <laughs> For Pete's sake. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it has 2,180 feet of vertical drop, one high-speed quad chair, 85% more difficult, 15% most difficult. Um, summit elevation is 9,830 feet and 602 acres reserved exclusively for snowcat adventures. What do you think Ozzy would do up on a mountain of snow? Yes. That is exactly what would then, happen. Are you guys ready for this mountain peak's name? It's pretty epic. <laughs> Shape over. I, I can't I say love peach. I just <laughs> Are you guys ready for this mountain peak? It's it's epic. Yes. It is called Mary's Nipple. What? 
Mary's nipple. What? Isn't that what you oh, wait, Isn't that what you saw at Warrior Fest the night that I we got there? I did not see anything. <laughs> All I can say is, "Hey Dakota." Oh <laughs> wow! See if Dakota wants to go take a ride down Mary's nipple. <laughs> you got to hike up it first. Alright, all I gotta say to that, Dakota. Run, bitch! Run! (laughs) So, it is inbounds, hike only terrain, so it's backcountry. The summit elevation is 9,920 feet, and it's all backcountry runs, so there's no actual marked or designated runs off that uh, particular peak. Wow. Okay, right quick, I I gotta interrupt you right quick, John. We're only down to six viewers right now. Yeah, what? This is shenanigans. Usually we have a way better turnout. Is it because it's Super Bowl Sunday or something? Did we just like is kill Is everyone them? like hung over from it maybe? I don't know. Or everyone's um, just like. I think that's still drunk. Is what yeah, you they're drinking away drinking their sorrows from, uh, so from tonight's loss to the Antichrist, I guess. I mean, that, that's my guess. So it must be. Get on. Share the show. Hit the like button, hit the share button, spread the word, get people in, you know. I tell you what. You know who's been really quiet, too, by the way? Who has been really quiet? Athens has been watching. He has what? been watching, huh? He has, and, and he hasn't said anything. It's amazing. I tell you what, how much time we, we got 49 minutes left in the show. We do. Yeah, we got 49 minutes left in the show, and as of right now, I'm tracking only 37 shares. Only 37 shares. I tell you what. 38 now. Oh, we're at the 38? Okay, well, I tell you what. Here, here's an idea. I will throw this out there. I will throw in a T-shirt, an actual Backwoods Veterans T-shirt, as well as one of our hats. I will go and get one made if, if I will give it to a random viewer, if we can hit 30 viewers, and 150 shares tonight. Think we can do it? What say you, BB Nation? Can we make it happen? Well, Mi- Minnie oh, says and he a p- can't share. What's that? Minnie says he can't share. He got banned this morning. You know, for some reason, it's not letting me share anything either. Oh. It'll let me copy the link, but it won't let me actually, like, you're, I, you must be banned, too. I tried, and I'm banned because I shared too much. Wow. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty bad when the hosts are getting banned for sharing. So, but if uh, we can do that, again. I'll, exactly. I'll even throw in a pair of tickets to, well, a pair of entry fee, if you are a non-veteran, to Guitars for Stars as well. So 30, 30 viewers or? 30 viewers. Or 100 and, shares? Or and 150 shares. shares. Oh, 150 shares. Okay. They don't have to be at the same time either, but it has to be by the end of the show. Sure. Got it. All right. So that, that's, a pretty good, been issued. that's a pretty good package deal right there. A T-shirt, which is about a fifteen-dollar value, then you get ten dollars for the entry for a pair of entry, two guitars for stars, and you get a fifteen-dollar hat on top of it. So, with that being said, yeah, holy crap! I see one person's already going through like, click, 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 click. I'm giving me some shit, yo. <laughs> well, that sounds like Inga, you know. Hey, I want to get to drop names. Oh, but- I will though. I will. That's fine. Right? So, but yeah, I mean, if we can get the viewership up and we can get the shares up, it, it's a done deal. They're, you know, we'll, we'll get it to them. So, yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> Minnie's having the same issue. Yeah, exactly. Copy link only. I can't. That's all I get is copy link. Yep. Y'all are banned. Yeah. Ban hammer. 
band hammer indeed so right. anyhow john sorry didn't no mean worries. to really interrupt you no, but no, we no got worries. we got to get our viewership right up, man. no I, absolutely so yeah you guys get out there like hit that like button hit that share button smash it through the desk if you have to just get it done go hulk status on it but anyways moving on back on to the outdoor segment um that is actually it that was kind of perfect timing um oh look at that yeah nice just gonna wrap it up real quick um if you guys have if you guys have any questions or comments um please please go to the backwoods veterans page on facebook and uh vote in the polls that are up there i am very closely paying attention to the type of content that you guys want to see in the outdoor segment and taking requests all kinds of things i want to put out there what you guys want to see um there are a number of things that we have in the works in the future i'm not going to go into that really too much other than that um yeah if you you have any questions uh get a hold of me at jtoll at backwoodsvets.com um can we throw that link up in the comments? Already done. Already I, done. Yeah, I did that a little Sweet. bit earlier. Um, so with that, I'm just going to say my ending line, get off the couch, turn off the TV, other than turning this off, and get out there and enjoy the outdoors and have a great uh, next adventure. There we go. You heard it first right here. All right, moving along with the program. So, Josh, a little bit of echo, please, because now it is time. Hang on. Oh, hang on. man. God. We got we to gotta roll over to... Oh, we got to roll over it? to it. It's not set up. He's be- he's behind the curve a little bit. Are we good? Are we Go good? on. No. Say when. He's trying. Just say when. Just say when. Okay. All right. So now we're on to Suns and Headlines. Right. I think what you actually wanted was uh, maybe delay. Yeah, just a little bit of delay. But we can work on that another time. So, moving along with our... All right. That works. <laughs> Sound like I'm talking in a hallway. Oh, that's awesome. I went, oh, that's why I was on delay. Ah! <laughs> All right. Go on. Hello. Yes. So. All right. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, there I am. Okay. Gotcha. So, anyhow. So, moving along into the signs and headlines. So, with our first one. Mr. Josh, if you would please, in brief, a foul blow. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to read it up on the screen from here. Uh, Hi, Miss Kalen. Why, hello. Mm. So, a Queenstown man has been, what did I say? Go Arre- ahead. Arrested for assault after a fight allegedly broke out after he farted in bed and his wife sprayed him with an air freshener. <laughs> Does this not sound like somebody we know, John? <laughs> this this it could be any number of people. That okay, say, one in particular like down at Fort Stewart. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. yes, there he goes. I wonder if he tried to Dutch oven her. Oh, I can almost guarantee you a Dutch oven was attempted on this one. All right, what do we got next? Dutch ovens straight up end up in a fight every time. Oh, easily. And if they didn't, I'd be very concerned. 24-hour service animal control. Get rid of your raccoons, bats, skunks, and babies. Apparently. Apparently. All right. I mean, a New York sign. (laughs) Hey, hey, what's kind of funny, this is on Old Toll Road, too. (laughs) (laughs) 61 Old Toll Road. (laughs) 
All right. Apparently, this is what you do when you get older there, John. Just Apparently. saying. Apparently, I'm just... Yeah, right. words escape my... Oh, God, many. <laughs> S'mores, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then for... Uh... Just for you, Minnie. <laughs> yeah. Minnie, so when you get tired and you're done, here you go. This one's for you. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Into the trash can. It's supposed to be on the table, but it was just the irony of where they put it. Yeah. Again, this must be in Perfect. New York. Freaking or Ohio, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be a Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah. Drug drivers fail blowjob test. <laughs> really? Wait, what? I don't want to know how he tried to get out of it or she. Blowjob test. He. <laughs> Were they blonde? Oh, no, not another breathalyzer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just blow on this. Kalen says purple dragon. Oh, (laughs) oh, Jesus, girl. So dirty. Oh, that's great. Uh, Moving on. World in brief. Greenland meteorite, maybe from space. Only from Copenhagen. (laughs) You get that crap. I wonder Uh, if meteorites come from space. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I. Beyond me. Yes, they come from space. Well, we no, were. Duh. Oh my god! And these are why they are fails. Yep. Anyhow, on with the next one. Large selection of fresh caught Canadians. <laughs> eh? Throw them back. Throw them back. <laughs> Free heart shaped ravioli would purchase. That's uh, uh. All right. Only at I'm guessing this is Whaley's, Wally's, or something like that. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> oh. how, how do you? What, what, what? Minnie just posted up there. You haven't lived until someone projectile poops on you, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Parenthood, that I guess. That would be Minnie's Minnie. Yep. You know what we call that? Salad shooter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan just had this look. Girl? Bathtub girl? Oh. oh, my God. It's so wrong. So, so wrong. Uh, so wrong, it's right. Right. And in honor of the Super Bowl, damn it, Tom. <laughs> what was that border? Now, now hiring part-time positions because Tom sucks. Yeah, way to yep. go. Now, get out damn of here, it. Tom Brady. We don't care anymore. Yeah, go ahead. No we one don't... likes you anymore. Yeah, nobody likes you anymore, Tom. <laughs> Just stop it, Tom. Just stop it. <laughs> nobody likes you, Tom. Yes, we are done with you, Tom Brady. Move on to the next. Fuck Tom. Yeah. Pooping Palace Thai cuisine. Bet you won't look at uh, Thai anymore the same. <laughs> no, no, probably not. <laughs> oh my God, Kaylin! No one wants to change that nappy. <laughs> Let it go. Just saying. <laughs> five more, <laughs> five more tears. Years. Oh, there's five gonna be a lot more diapers. Than, there's only Come gonna. On. Be, if you think there's only gonna be five more tears, then you are sadly oh. mistaken. Just, just remember, Minnie. It's not just five more years of diapers because you're gonna be there eventually too. So, yep. Yeah. And then they're gonna be changing your diapers. Just, just for many more a years. Circle of life. Just At least you hope. Man, cry, brother. Just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the it's like the bush chick from uh, Dodgeball. <laughs> oh man, I love it. And moving on, state population to double by 2040. Babies to blame. Way to go, Minnie. Way to go. It's all your fault. You're reproducing. <laughs> it's all your fault. Oh, but this is out of Sacramento. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah. And nonetheless, hey, look at the irony of this. It comes from the back page. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's Carl's doing. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Yeah, we haven't seen Carl tonight. That's actually kind of no. weird. Yeah, usually he's chimed in by now. But he's working. He could be. He could be working in the streets. Minnie says he's checking out way before he goes into diapers. <laughs> At least so he hopes. So you think. He says that now. Wait, did you say working the streets? Yeah, working, working the streets the of that tow truck playing Lot Lizard from a tow truck. <laughs> I mean, what? what? Wanted. Let me give your cat a good home. Accepting old strays, full litters, fur-lined gloves for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah, do not give that look. The reason why no. I say don't give that look is because I have firsthand all, seen you all I was thinking take a rabbit. Was the rabbit glove. Yes, <laughs> that's that's exactly was... what I'm referring to. Just doing it with cats instead. I mean, it's. <laughs> and John's looking at me like, what are you guys talking about? No. It's oh. all about having a skin pussy. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Poo that yeah. fills a diaper goes down the leg and up the baby's backside and on the clothes. And, right. into, and into the shoes. Yes, and into that that seen that one too. Kids crawl down by the river. Yes, in his tow truck. I'm surprised he hasn't chimed in, in a yet. Tow van. Yeah, I don't tow know where van. he is. Right, and that concludes tonight's signs and headlines. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That concludes what? Signs and headlines. <laughs> I love it. I love that oh, echo. Wow. That was so cool. You know, I think I can turn we'll that. Play with Socks, too. Later. <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Go on. We already have had to do more washing of the comforters and his bad night at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. It's like I've seen that. It's like that cat beam. <laughs> Never go down on taco night. It shows a cat with just a shit covered freaking face. It's like, oh, poor kitty. Poor, poor kitty. I feel so bad for you right now. Oh, man. So, with that being said, whew, let's move into the news, shall we? This first one comes to us out of our normal news source of American Military News. Air Force commits $3 billion to rebuild Tyndall after Hurricane Michael. Tinder? Or Tyndall, excuse me. This one I kind of I kind of hold up. Uh, Air Force has their own Tinder? They do have their own Tinder, apparently. Damn. So, but no, Tyndall Air Force Base after Hurricane Michael. Oh, okay. This one I kind of hold near and dear to my heart because we all know somebody that is going to be stationed there. Hmm. So yes. for him, this is kind of like, oh, look, it's an upgrade from the Marine Corps. <laughs> but I mean, it's <laughs> but the uh, fact that was, he's an Air Force guy now. I wasn't sure which one right you were talking about. If you're talking about that one or uh, Chris's daughter. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about yeah. Mowgli. Yes, Mowgli. Mowgli. Hi, this is Mowgli. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, this could be great. Living on an Air Force base right till you get destroyed by a hurricane. Like, guess what? <laughs> Back to the suck. <laughs> right? It's like. Oh, well, look, I never left Camp Pendleton. How about this shit? 
Uh, the Air Force is committed to spending $3 billion during the next five years to rebuild Tyndall Air Force Base, including an initial investment of at least $40 million by the end of 2019. Senior service officials announced to a community forum Thursday. Bay County officials said the ambitious reconstruction effort likely will create between 4,000 and 5,000 jobs, a major economic boom to the hard-pressed civilian community. We are fully committed to re- to the rebuilding of Tyndall Air Force Base, said John Henderson, Assistant Secretary of the Air Force for Installation, Environment, and Energy. A formal master plan for the base's recovery from Hurricane Michael will be sent to Congress this spring that will guide the Air Force's funding request, he said. Henderson and other Air Force officials on Thursday spent several hours detaining or detailing the damage the base suffered from the storm and their blueprints for transforming the 80-year-old base into a state-of-the-art military facility that will meet the service's requirements well into the next century. The first-of-its-kind Tyndall Industry Day attracted an audience of almost 500 people to the Holly Center at Florida State University, Panama City. Addressing his remarks to the array of local political leaders and construction industry executives in the hall, Henderson said, We cannot do this without your help. We have some immense challenges in front of us. Oh, excuse me. Even though federal leaders from President Trump to Secretary of the Air Force, Heather Wilson, previously stated their support for restoring Tyndall to a state-of-the-art air base, the forum at, uh, at FSUPC left a number of local officials breathing a deep sigh of relief. There's no doubt of their commitment, said Bay County Commissioner Robert Carroll, who also chairs the county's long-term recovery task force. We're getting our opportunity to rebuild. Representative Neil Dunn confirmed to the audience that rebuilding Tyndall has strong bipartisan support in Congress. The, uh, the will is there, the votes are there in the Senate, and the votes are there in the House, he said. Oh my God, they're actually agreeing on something? What? What? Wah, 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 wah? Yeah, I know, right? Mind blown. What? Yeah, mine is completely blown right now. Two officials from the base uh, program management office, which is directing the massive recovery operation, stress that the pace of activity will be unprecedented. Noting the Air Force intends to station several squadrons of the F-35 Joint Strike Fighter at Tyndall in four years, PMO Director Colonel Scott Matthews warned. To meet that deadline of 2023, we cannot do business as usual. The days of building a facility and taking six to eight months to fit uh, or to fit it out are gone, Matthews added. The central message delivered to construction industry leaders on Thursday was that the Air Force plans to rely heavily on civilian expertise in the planning and design of the new infrastructure, not just in a construction area. So they're not going to do what the VA did there in uh, uh, Denver? (laughs) No. No, God, no. No, they're actually relying more on their civilian counterparts now versus they're actually going to the experts that know what they're doing. Holy shit. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I know. Apparently, it took the Air Force to figure this out and leveled Air Force Base by Mother Nature to go, uh, maybe we should talk to the real professionals. Right. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from what people that work in that MOS, you know, or work on the a, on a public sector, you know, their knowledge base or their abilities or anything else like that. But we all, everybody in this studio knows, and the bulk of our audience knows just how fast and how accurate and efficient the wheels of government actually work. Minnie says that saving Tinder is a national security issue. <laughs> Trump will make it make a better, amazing <laughs> new Tinder. 
<laughs> it's got to be huge. 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 Your it's swipe right great. screen and your swipe left screen are going to be massive. You, you see, here's the thing about it. If you're going to swipe right, that means they're going to be on this side of the wall. If they're going to swipe <laughs> left, they go to the other side of the wall, which Mexico is going to pay for. That's just how it is. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> Anyhow, we're calling it combat planning. Standard planning, but fast, said Amy Vanderveer, senior planner for the PMO. The Air Force is pushing to complete initial redevelopment plans in April in order to meet the deadline for issuing construction contracts by the beginning of the next fiscal year on September 30th, she she said. So, sorry, real quick. Um, They were saying, you know, that they used to be able to do it in like six to nine months or whatever, you know, build a new thing. I wonder why it takes so much longer now. As far as what? For the reconstruction process? Yeah. Well, because you got to go through the planning phase. I mean, John, chime in here on with, with me on this one. I know you're a combat engineer. You like to blow shit up, but you spent time with the vertical engineer company. So you, you would have some something to say on this one, wouldn't you? In regards to, you know. Army vertical engineer doesn't build stuff for the Army. They build stuff for foreign nationals. <laughs> so, I mean, here's, here's the thing, okay? So here's but you the, get where I'm going with right. this. But, but here's the thing. Like, you go down to Las Vegas, for example, okay? Go on. They want to go build a new 30-some-odd-story freaking casino, right? You know, all the rooms, hotel, all that stuff. They'll have it done in under a year. Maybe, maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But they'll get it done. And Right, but here's a question, though. How much planning and, you know, how much prep work do they have to do Prior to the actual construction project beginning, oh, I'm sure there. I'm sure there the is thing. a lot. I'm sure there is a lot to it, but don't they? I mean, don't they already have plans for that kind of stuff? Well, that's what this article is saying is that they're going into the planning process now. They're starting it up. They're getting their budget together. They're drawing up the plans. They're getting everything prepped, so that way they can actually take the. Uh, the proposal to Congress and actually get it signed off on. So that that's what they're doing. Gotcha. And then once they actually get the approval, once they actually get the funds and put the project into action, then it's probably then it's going to probably take them probably close to a year. In all honesty, and probably a little that's bit good. longer. I mean, consider the fact that Hurricane Michael literally leveled that base. There wasn't shit left of it. Have you seen the aerial photos of that base just, after Hurricane oh yeah. Michael hit it? Pictures of rubble. It was devastated. I mean, it, it was just decimated. There was nothing left. So, and the fact that the Air Force wants to rebuild it and that the community is so much behind it, I mean, they understand down there, you know, it's not just having that military presence there, it's the economics of it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you take a community's economy away, their their biggest breadwinner, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. Yeah, and military bases are big breadwinners. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, take a look at some, you know, take a look at other communities throughout the country. You take a look, you know, as an example, you got Fayetteville just outside of Fort Bragg. You Vietnam. got, yeah, Fayetteville. You got Clean down there just outside of Fort Colorado Springs as a prime example. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Colorado Springs relies heavily, heavily on the military community down there because you got the Air Force Academy. Yep. You got uh, some other Air Force base down there. I can't remember right off the top of my head uh, name. I, I, I should know it because, in fact, I was stationed out there for almost three years. Well, I was going to say, we, you got Fort we Carson. By it how many times? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, and also, like, take a look at JBLM. 
Yeah, Tacoma. Tacoma. We just drove is, through there. I mean, minus the port, you know, the port of Tacoma and SeaTac being right there. If you took away Fort Lewis and J, you know, and oh, the McCord Air Force of Base, Tacoma would shrink by probably a quarter to half. Peter, um, Peterson, Peterson Air Force Base. Thank you. You know, it would it you literally would decimate that community's economy. Absolutely, oh, absolutely. And if you don't have an economy, you don't have a heart to work with. And you, you just killed that town. I mean, and it's kind of funny that it's funny because somebody over here, a.k.a. Mariah. Who? Yeah. The sexy girlfriend. She doesn't. There's a show that I like to watch a lot. You know, it's called uh, Ghost Adventures or they're on TLC. I, I'm big into paranormal stuff like that. I know. I know. Not not quite Chris Cordell, like tinfoil level. But Wait, I no, like. It's just aliens. Yes. I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's a difference between the paranormal and the extraterrestrial. Yes, Huge I, difference. I, I'm aware, but it could be and, ghosts. Right. Casper. But <laughs> take as an example, the town of Golden. You go down south by uh, Grants Pass. How did you bring me up in this? Reason being is because the, they were talking about it last uh, here last night. I was watching an episode of Ghost Adventures, and they were investigating the town of Golden. Mariah doesn't like Ghost Adventures. She, she says it creeps her out. But Golden, watch back in the lockdown, right? Uh. Oh, yeah. At the turn of the 20th century, Golden was a huge mining community. And then when the mines dried up and the miners moved off to the gold rush in the central Idaho later on in the 1920s, 1930s, that was it. There was nothing left of the community. It just it died, gone, everybody gone. All the structures are still there, but nobody occupies them now. It's literally a ghost town. So, you know, it, that's the result that you're going to get when you take away the economy, you take away the livelihood of these people that work in these areas. So that's my point of bringing that up. So uh, anyhow, moving and along. Yes, when you like to watch those shows, I don't. Right. Paranormal lockdowns where it's at. <sighs> Well, that's another topic for another show. Oh, yeah. So we might have to get Chris Cornell in on that one. <laughs> so that could be an interesting, uh, interesting show. Hell, yeah. So, by, the, by the way, I uh, forgot to tell you that I uh, heard from uh, Arthur here the other day. From Arthur? Yeah. From the Ten Boy Vets. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, when all that cold came in and everything, he was uh, there, up there in uh, Chicago. Mr. Uh, mean Albert, you mean? Albert, sorry. Yes, Mr. I always Albert. do that. I always do that. I'm like, Arthur, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah, no, I was Albert. Like, oh, wait, no, it's Albert. He's yeah, we've, we've, we've swapped a couple of messages back and forth uh, over the last month or so. Yeah, I got a message from him saying, I'm still alive. Yep. I'm still thawed out. <laughs> Everything's still frozen over here, but I'm, I'm still good. Yep. So always good to hear from him. Again, former co-host of... The old show, Tinfoil Vets, for those of you that used to uh, follow VRS during the days of Spreaker, which, uh, yeah, I hope come back soon, because that was a lot of fun over there. So, anyhow, moving right along. Mariah, what do you got? Um, I have one that has just military, but it's more of an animal-based. Since I am an animal person, I figured this one be... Is this because of your puppy dog eyes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have puppy dog wait, eyes wait, anymore. Wait, why do your eyes look moist? <laughs> moist. 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 So. Winning. 
That's almost as good as the buzzer. <laughs> almost. I guess I gotta get to my right page. You guys are distracting me. <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> my stomach was making the rumblies <laughs> that only hands would satisfy. Well, I kind of got hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. I think Those that are some of the best ones I've ever seen. I think that counts I'm as a rickroll. Bitch. <laughs> that counts as a rickroll. It's pretty nice. Wait, you said it counts as what? I think that counts as shit. <laughs> it's a trap. Hey, <laughs> Mariah, go ahead. Oh, you guys, hell no. <laughs> you're not done yet. <laughs> Go on. I'm just patiently waiting my turn. <laughs> Go on, Mariah. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure, high tech? Let's see your hungry eyes, Mariah. Call! <laughs> <laughs> Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. Oh, my God. All right. Let Mariah do her story. Okay. So our nation's brave... Squirrel. I'll stop. That wasn't me. That was him. I got two cans. You guys both do it. Damn, cans flying everywhere. Crazy in here tonight, people. Uh. Our nation's brave and loyal military workers... Josh, you are still doing something on the soundboard. All right, come on. We got 20 minutes left of the show. Let her get her story Our out. Our nation's right. Honored with new postage stamp. Four-legged heroes of the U.S. military. To celebrate their battlefield contributions, these brave canines will have their own honorary postage stamp. The red, white, or, excuse me, the new red and blue, quote, forever stamp will feature a German Shepherd, Labrador Retriever, a Belgian Malinois, I actually looked that one up, Malinois, Malinois. and Dutch Shepherd. The four dog breeds are typically selected for the U.S. military. Malinois. Now, is a uh, Dutch Shepherd kind of like a Dutch oven? (laughs) Or a Dutch Dutch rudder? rudder. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's not gay with a Dutch Rudder. You're just working his arm and he's working yours. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. The dogs will be sitting or standing adjacent to a white star. The Postal Service honors the nation's brave and loyal military working dogs with this new booklet of 20 stamps. The exact release date is yet to be announced, and the art of the stamps was created by DN or DKNG Studios in collaboration with the United States Postal Service Art Director Greg Breeding. Alan Waugh. See, she was right. Pretty good. I gotta say. I looked it up. <laughs> um, typically, the retrievers are used, and I'll have uh, High Tech post this story in the comments if you'd like to. There's more information Moist. about each of the dogs. Typically, the Labradors are used for more of the water activities. German Shepherds and the Belgian Malinois are used for, like, takedown type stuff. And the Dutch Shepherd is more of a companion type dog that's... there, And they're all trained with one military 
personnel, similar to canines in the police departments. Um, just being an animal lover myself, I don't think the animals are ever recognized quite enough for what they do for us. All right. Thoughts on that, guys? That's actually, hey, I'm all for it. It's actually kind of cool. You know, it's nice to actually honor. <coughs> well, they are soldiers. They and are. Marines and airmen, whichever branch of the service the dog's working in. Yep. It's good to see them finally getting some recognition. They're trained really in different is. obstacle courses for themselves as well. Well, you so. know, they uh, they have a valuable job, too. You know, they work alongside with the mud puppies. I mean, the MPs, you know. <laughs> But they oh. also do a lot for, you know, helping out with EOD and stuff like that. You uh, know, a lot infantry of... and the engineers use them, too. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So. And they can alert on different things that people don't necessarily pick up. Very, very so. true. So that's, that's it's always nice thing. to see the four-legged furry ones recognized, I believe. Indeed. I mean, you see a lot with, like, you know, with canine uh, police officers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You see them get a lot of recognition all the time. Because they are a first responder, but you don't hardly ever see or hear that with the uh, with the service dogs. Yeah. And when I'm talking about service dogs, I'm talking, you know, military service dogs, mm-hmm. not like emotional support or seeing eye dogs or yeah. any other the stuff ones like that, that. Work exactly the ones that work side uh, hand in hand, side by side, along with our service members. So yes, yes, indeed. So I was kind of surprised. That about the four breeds that they usually choose, though. So I knew I figured German Shepherd would be in there. The one that really kind of surprised me was the Lab. Not lab really. Retriever. I've seen Labs used before. But that one kind of surprised me, but the other three didn't really. So. Uh oh. Uh oh. Apparently it's snowing. Apparently it's white outside, according to uh, my folks chiming in there. Kind of a fun little thing. Yep. We'll send our guest out the door to Yeah. Speak. You want to crack open the door She's like, sure. in the studio? I well, hear rain, but uh, let's hope it's... Uh... Yeah. Oh. So uh, it's... Uh... Still raining here at the studio. <laughs> what? Humida. Okay. Moist. Oh my god. <laughs> Moving right. right along. Moving right along. Into our last and final segment of tonight, it. known as yes. W of the Week. I'll spell it for you. D U M M Y. Shut up, dummy. You big dummy. For every man, there's a woman. And for every dummy, there's a dummy. Dummy. And now. Your dummy of the week on DV Nation Radio. Okay, so for dummy of the week, we have a, a great story for y'all. <laughs> Wyoming snowplow driver hits bag of cash. Is it an Amish snowplow? <laughs> oh <my laughs> God. Anyhow, go on. Hits bag of cash with snowplow, leading to massive marijuana and drug bust. Uh, so what started as a bump in the snow for a Wyoming Wyoming plow driver ended with a big drug bust for the state's highway patrol. On Thursday, a Wyoming Department of Transportation snowplow driver struck a black pelican case. God damn son of a bitch! In while clearing a road in Carbon, Carbon County. 
and poured out a whole lot of cash, according to state troopers. The driver immediately turned the case over to the local Wyoming Highway Patrol office in Elk Mountain, about two hours south of Casper. Oh, Casper, that's a wonderful place. (laughs) (coughs) Ain't nothing out there. It's flat. Um, At the same time, three people in a small Toyota contacted a different maintenance vehicle and asked about the Pelican case. They were told to head to the local Elk Mountain Patrol office. When they arrived, troopers said they noticed the smell of marijuana from the vehicle, which was then confirmed by a drug dog. Troopers said (laughs) they then searched the car and found 81 pounds of pot. Damn! Felony amount of MDMA. Holy crap. And a misdemeanor amount of hallucinogenic mushrooms and felony amounts of liquid THC. Woo! Well, that doesn't mean a whole lot to us in this state because the pot THC... That's still no eighty-one uh, pounds of marijuana. Try again. That's yeah. Well, if you, you have eighty-one have pounds, but yeah, yeah exactly. Those are well above the regulated amounts. That that is a sick bird. Yeah, and the street name of yeah ecstasy. Yeah, not legal. I didn't say ecstasy was legal. THC liquid THC, however, is legal. Right, but the the blanket statement of well that doesn't mean much to us here in Oregon. I was talking maybe about, if you're from Portland no, it doesn't mean about, much to you. That's like right whatever. I was referring to the pot side of things because I said that. Fair enough. I made that statement. Fair enough. Um. Jeez, anyways, everybody a little pissy today. What the hell? <laughs> the three were arrested. The and Antichrist charged. one. Yeah. <laughs> right. The three were arrested and charged with felony possession of controlled substance, substances. Wyoming Highway Patrol Sergeant Jeremy Beck said they were booked into Carbon County Jail, but he did not have their names. The Wyoming Division of Criminal Investigation and the Wyoming Highway Patrol Hello, are investigating. Darkness, my old <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> How dumb do you have to be to go to a cop station and say, hey, man, I heard that you guys got my case of cash Down his <laughs> right? with 81 pounds of pot in the car yeah. ecstasy hallucinogenic mushrooms Woo! i eat morons like you up for breakfast <laughs> like i don't know maybe after talking to that snowplow driver should they have maybe been like hmm, maybe we should take this stuff back to our house or take a different vehicle hmm. You'd think but no that... they went up against that drug dog and That's... the drug and the drug dog just looked at them and said go ahead Make my day. Right? Great success. (laughs) Were we just talking about working dogs and what they do? Yes. Yes, they were. And here's a prime example of the working dogs doing their job. got some special cases out there in the castle. It's Carl. 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 My stomach was making the rumblies that only hands would satisfy. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I got... I gotta say though too, like, my I give kudos to the snowpod driver for turning that case of cash in because I don't know how many people would actually do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if those guys were smart, you know, they should have known walking into that, you know, police station. It's a because you know, you just you don't, you know, drop that stuff off, or you don't just, you know, wind up accidentally having it dumped, and then go to a police station. Hey, man, if uh, you found my drugs. Because yeah, all my cash, all my cash, my cash and my stash. So the whole thing was that the Pelican case supposedly flew out of the back of their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly, right. allegedly. Yeah. So, wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it, so on the other side of that, hey, it's really great to know that there are honest people out there. Yeah. You know, but then again, think about that. If you find a case of money, right? <laughs> you find a case of cash. What are you really going to do with it? Because if you find that much cash, somebody's going to know it's missing. And if you try and deposit in the bank, the bank's going to be like a red flag here. Why do you have so much? Yeah. 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 So, sorry. You know, with and then, that and much then cash, taxes, though. And then there's taxes. Yeah. Yep. Well, Honey Badger don't care. Honey Badger smacks the shit out of it. Yeah. I, I'd take that cash and run. I'd be like, pfft. I mean, ditching the drugs or whatever else. I'm like, nope, nope, cash is... I already pay for most of my stuff with cash anyways. Yeah. Very rarely do I use my card, so... I prefer to use the old green. stashed at home. By God. By God. There you go. My own bank. So, anyhow, we're at 10 minutes to... Is that all you got for that story there, John? Yeah, that is it. That is it. So... I just... it, it, It blows my mind. Stupidity in people. Yes, yes, it certainly does. And that's why that is this week's Dummy of the Week. So, with that being said, we got a little less than 10 minutes left hey, of the show. Hey, wait, wait. Try, try that one more time. What? what, 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 what. Dummy of the Week. Hold on, hold on a second. Dummy that of the is... Week. Hello? Yeah. Ready? Go. Dummy, Dummy of the Week. week. You gotta do patience. I don't know, maybe, maybe you're maybe you're just really dweak. You're not like enunciating. <laughs> Dummy of the week. You gotta do the pigs in space. <laughs> it's that? the pigs. Oh, the pigs. The pigs. <laughs> See, that was a better. Oh one. my goodness. Or uh, the space ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> space yeah. ghost, ghost to coast. God, I missed that show. That was so awesome. <laughs> and who the hell? And what? Oh, and Facebook is having an issue. Yeah, they're trying to. Man. Oh, well, that might they're, they're be. They're trying to boot us. They're trying to boot us. Not, not totally boot us, but they're. it's like locking up because it kicked me off my own page. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Well, it's okay. We're we're rounding up the show here. So. Yep. yep, exactly. So, with that being said, That's be Carl. is it? I knew it. Carl. Carl. What's up, y'all? What's up, man? Is it snowing where you're at? Nope. It's doing nothing but raining. And it's where snow are you apocalypse. at? It will rebuild. And where are you at right now? <laughs> I guess it's snowing pretty good out in Estacada, though, right now. What's your location right now? What's he taking 20 there, homie? Candy. Yep, I'm in Candyland. Candyland? Candyland. Yeah. What's you doing out in Candyland? Where I live. Really? I did not know you were really? in Candyland now. I am in Candyland. That's Julie. I got shoots and ladders and Willy Wonka, and that motherfucker's scary. I believe <laughs> it. I believe it, brother. Oh, so. the I know, I know. All the Impalumpas <laughs> are really mad at me right now because I keep chasing them for hands and faces. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, did They're you see like, the video that I posted uh, up on the uh, on the uh, Backwoods Veterans page with the the midget comedian who had the uh, who is quote unquote dating the Asian oh. Ronda Rousey? <laughs> I watched that, dude. That was great. I am scared of my girlfriend. <laughs> 
Which, by the way, that gave me a great idea for the next time that you know a bunch of us here from the show decide that we're going to go out. I'm going to try picking a fight with somebody. And I'm going to grab John and throw him at him and go, Dwarf, I choose you! <laughs> <laughs> like in the damn Pokemon. Wow, oh, what a look death Priceless. <laughs> Are you like a shield here? John, you totally just got thrown into the bus. <laughs> Except I'm not a dwarf. Oh, shit. <laughs> but no, you're the shortest one here. I, I resemble think. that remark. Shortest, yes, shortest we know you resemble here. that I'll put remark. That out there. Shortest guy. So. I just said that. Oh. Hey, hey, John, John. What? The next yes. time that she freaking, the next time that she yawns. <laughs> Who? The, the next time that I see Mariah, old sexy girlfriend, yawn, stick your finger in her mouth. It'll ruin a perfectly good yawn. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. No, we're not doing. Theodore. Oh. Theodore. Hi, buddy. Give it to me. Whoa. 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 Mine. That sounded dirty. You dirty. <laughs> that erected quickly. Apparently she Did you just say it erected quickly? Erected. Yep. Erected. Are you? That's hot. Erected. Oh, hey, oh. <laughs> how many people are gone now? Yeah. Yeah. They, how many people do we away. just scare off? <laughs> uh, too many. Oh, no, there's still eleven. Yeah. Oh, our our numbers are going up. Quick, go back to the crazy elevator. <laughs> Oh my god! Hey, what's up, Theodore? So I heard that they stole our stash. Yeah, they took it to the cops. Those rat bastards. Freaking snowplow drivers in Wyoming. What a bunch of losers. damn cop station and wanted your money and your drugs. Alvin? Yes. We gotta stop this shit. I told you guys. Trip to Wyoming? No, we gotta stop leaving it in the back of the truck so it bounces out. So, I blame Josh. Josh is like Dave now. I didn't do it. Dave, Dave, no, Josh. Josh. Alvin. We don't like anyway. Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. <laughs> All right, Carl. Hey, hell, brother. We gotta let you go, have man. A good so we night. can wrap up the show, bud. All right, man. Have a good one, guys. Hopefully, Enjoy. don't get too busy with the snow stuff. <laughs> Hey, that's money time for him, man. Yeah. All right, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Later, brother. Later. So, all Bye right. Now we got a little less than four minutes left of the show. Quick final thoughts around the table. Mariah, you're up first. Go. Um, everyone have a good week, and if it snows, stay warm. <laughs> that right. was quick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and John. Yeah, guys, have a good week uh, with the snow coming. Get out there and enjoy it. Go snowboarding, and go skiing. Um, also, on that note, um, please comment on the polls or vote in it. Um, I, like I said before, I'm really taking to heart your guys' suggestions. I want to know what you guys want to see in the outdoor segment. Please, please share with me your thoughts on it. Um, with that, also feel free to email me or talk about any outdoor stuff that you want to talk about. And with that, stay safe and have a great week. Josh, what you got? Hey, same here. You know, bundle up, be safe, be prepared. Make sure you got all your uh, your water and your foods and all that good stuff uh, available to you, just in case your uh, power goes out. You know, we know how uh, how it can get around here, so I don't think it's going to get that bad. But uh, you know, it uh, certainly you know could always have the possibility. You know, that uh, that time here, whatever it was, was a couple years ago, when you know thought that just a little deal was going to come in and you know, <laughs> lasted forever. So. 
about a week and a half. Yeah, to go yeah. That was a good time right there. Yes, it was. <laughs> of course, I was at work every day, but you know, right? I did. I did get to uh, run the uh, skid steer, scooping snow out of the way for the weekend, so that was fun. Exactly. So anyway, so. yeah. Be be safe out there, everybody. All right. So, like everyone said, be uh, be safe, be smart. Try to stay warm. Try to stay dry. Uh, you know, if you have any problems with anything, or if you're having issues with becoming, or the thoughts of trying to bring yourself to becoming a statistic, feel free to reach out to any of us here on the show. Feel free to reach out to any of us here on the network. We are here. You are not alone, and there are those of us that can get you pointed in the right direction for the help to get you taken care of so do not take a permanent solution to a temporary problem don't it, it causes it does get better trust more me. damage and heartache for your loved ones there are people here that are walking talking living proof that it does get better when you hit rock bottom guilty so anyhow with that being said uh my name is Dub. join again in the studio with my co-host mariah john producer josh Thank you again to our in-studio guest, who's been very, very quiet, Miss Katrina, a.k.a. John's better half. Thank you again. Yes, thank you again. And we will see you right back here, same bat time, same bat channel, here, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, here on VRS next Sunday night for another awesome edition of BV Nation Radio. So until then, have a safe night, have a safe week, and we will see you guys here next weekend. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of BB Nation Radio right here on VRS.